0: of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for
1: all. Thank you, Wayne. <clears throat> okay, we'll have roll call. Oh, we don't have a clerk yet. Where'd she go?
2: Should we take a five-minute break? <laughs>
1: Kathy, where are you? <laughs> I'll be calling you. <laughs> My favorite, yeah. Would you be so inclined yeah. as to have roll call, please?
3: <laughs>
1: Where'd you go now?
3: We lock you Airbnb, out. Yeah. <clears throat> we actually had a, a a homeless person come use our planning commission uh, last week, uh, unbeknownst to anybody. And we we came we got word of it and we came in here and they were sitting right in that seat uh, making phone calls. <laughs> 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 so, yeah.
0: But they are probably long distance
1: too. <clears throat> This. Probably to some of their buddies back in prison
3: somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we, and and when, when we came in, we, I mean, she, she left so abruptly uh, that we, we didn't have a chance to even, you know, talk to her, ask her questions, or see if we can help her out. I, I mean, she just bolted out of here. Uh, but anyway, we, we do have locks on the Planning Commission doors, though. so <laughs>
1: Pull some prison <laughs> to talk to. You, huh? Okay, we'll try again, Kathy, roll call. Here, here, Mr. here, 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 here. Thank you. Okay, EJ, it says you're going to report to the planning commission and tell us what's going on in the countywide.
3: Good, Good morning, Chairman and members of the commission. I'm EJ Valdi with the Planning Services Division. I have uh, just a couple items to report on the Sheridan Community Plan update uh, that was went to the uh, Board of Supervisors on October 7th. Uh, Just prior to that item being heard, we had one board member that had unexpectedly had to leave, and so the board continued – they decided to continue that item so they could could have all five board members hear that. So the new meeting uh, is set for November 4th uh, with the Board of Supervisors. What was the item? Uh, The Sheridan Community Plan update. update.
1: Oh, okay.
3: <clears throat> been set back a, a couple months because of that. Uh, and let's see, our Board of Supervisors, they uh, just met up in Tahoe this week. Uh, there weren't any land use items that they took action on. However, they did get an update on uh, several Tahoe projects and the Tahoe area plan update as well. So, for uh, you folks, the next Planning Commission hearing is scheduled for November 13th. And right now, that uh, it looks to be like a full agenda. Uh, we have Plaster Vineyards specific plan amendment. That's what we're having a workshop on today. Uh, we're anticipating that will be going in November for you to make a recommendation to the Board of Supervisors. Riolo Vineyards, uh, their specific plan amendment, we also expect that to go in November. Uh, they're also making some changes. <coughs> and the winery ordinance, uh, we hope to do the final workshop for the, fi- uh, for the uh, ordinance at that meeting. Uh, we've been to all of the MACs uh, with the exception of the Forest Hill Forum. Uh, that's being scheduled right now, so by the time we meet, uh, we should have visited all the MACs and have comments to share with you. Then the, the last uh, item is uh, one that uh, we're asking for a continuance on today. It's a, a map and condi- conditional use permit modification down in Granite Bay. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a full agenda. There's going to be a lot of material uh, to review. There's environmental documents, addendums associated with both the specific plan amendments. So we'll do our best to get you a planning commission packet uh, as far ahead of time as possible so you can uh, have time to review all that information. And that's what I have for my report, unless you have any questions. Do you have any dates for December yet? Uh, we do have a December date, and there there will probably be uh, something on that agenda. Kathy, what is that? 11th. The 11th. December 11th? Yeah, so just, right. So the, uh, I be.
1: One, meeting in
3: one meeting in November, one meeting in December. I have a conservancy meeting that day. On the 11th? Okay, we'll make note of that.
1: I'll try and change it if I can, but I may be too late now.
3: as we get closer to that date uh we'll let you know what's proposed okay. for that agenda um, I, I don't know if you want to know but I can make both you, well, you can, make both. I can make both yeah that's important and yeah, Ken Rich
1: I was okay, okay until we moved into December <laughs> perfect that helps us out okay thank you you bet <clears throat> any questions from anyone to EJ done? I guess you're free.
3: I'm not going far.
1: (laughs) Okay, at this time uh, we offer the public an opportunity to address the commission and ask questions uh, if they choose to make comments on anything other than the items that are on the agenda. So if there's anyone out there that would choose to chat with us please come forward. Seeing no one then we'll move on to our 1005 item, which was uh, modification for uh, Boulder subdivision, E.J.
3: Thank you. So th- this item, it's, uh, it's the Say residence, it's uh, in the Boulder subdivision down in uh, the Granite Bay area, uh, request for a subdivision modification, map modification. And we're asking that you continue this item to, uh, to the next Planning Commission meeting with a, a time certain. Uh, uh, the property was not noticed with the public notification signs, and so we need to make sure that's taken care before the next hearing within the 10 days uh, that they need to be posted. So uh, that's what our request is, uh, and we would ask that you uh, make that motion. And do you want to continue to a time certain December eleventh? Yeah, and, and right now are we looking at ten twenty, Kathy? Ten 20, twenty on November thirteenth. 13.
2: 13. Okay, well I would make the motion. I'll second.
3: Okay,
1: we have a motion and a second to continue that item at a and the time was again, I'm sorry? Ten twenty. Ten twenty, okay. Any other questions or comments? Anyone in the audience care to comment on this? Seeing no one coming forward. All those in favor? Oh, roll call. roll call, please. <laughs> Forgot yeah. our new rules. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We-
4: yes.
2: Yes. So that's,
1: uh, that's a done thing. I'm curious, maybe I'll turn to our astute county council and ask why? We at the state level have to do that, and we don't do it at, say, at TRPA, for example. Why wouldn't that rule affect everyone if there is one?
3: Oh, the roll call.
4: Oh, I don't know what the bylaws are for TRPA. <laughs> uh, I think we ask for a roll call. Um, it's the most prudent way of determining what the vote is. You don't, you don't have to do it by roll call. For example, you could have asked for the ayes and the nays. Um
1: Oh I see, okay. I am just curious, I'm sorry to belabor it, I just I don't think we do it with this Conservancy, which is a state agency, so Okay. On with business. Uh the next item which is shown to be heard at ten ten, which we happen to be. Huh? Question?
2: Yeah.
1: Kim?
0: Yeah, and on this next item, I do have property in the project area, so I do have to recuse myself. But I'll set out in the audience since we're not. There's no action okay. taken on it today.
1: Thank you. <clears throat> okay, we are having a workshop on Placer Vineyards Specific Plan Amendment, PSPA two hundred one three And welcome.
5: Thank you. Well, good morning, commissioners. As E.J. mentioned before, my name's Michelle Kingsbury. I am one of the newest members of the planning team here at CEDRA. Um, Came over this year from facilities and spent some time, uh, lengthy time, at the redevelopment agency before its dissolution, so I'm happy to be here. Um, The item before you today is a workshop. What we'd like to do is kind of introduce you to the proposed specific plan amendments for Placer Vineyards. Um, with anticipation of coming back to you in November, seeking your recommendation. Um, There's a timeline and schedule that's included at the end of the PowerPoint, but ultimately we like to be at the board um, on December 9th, um, seeking approval for these amendments. And bear with me, I'm not the best clicker on a PowerPoint. (laughs) Um, as, and I'm going to flip to the map, actually. As you're aware, uh, Placer Vineyards was originally approved back in 2007. It's about 5,230 acres. I think up here is in the city of Roseville, the Sierra Vista-specific plan. Down here is what um, you're here in November, Riolo Vineyards-specific plan. We've got Sutter County um, over in that end, but it's generally located in the southwestern portion of unincorporated Placer County. It was envisioned um, kind of during that robust economy that was going forward before the Great Recession. Uh, it's over 14,000 residential units planned, over 3 million square feet of commercial and retail square footage, largely, as you see, centered around this main uh, baseline road. And it's about approximately over 30,000 re- um, population of residents that was envisioned for this specific plan area. There were standalone park facilities, a very robust program of parks, over 6.2 acres of active parkland per thousand residents, which is about 210 acres of active parks. You'll see in these areas um, lots of open space, trails um, that were planned, many parks, community parks, all dispersed throughout the plan area. And one of the key elements, too, was originally approved during that robust economy was where all the core backbone infrastructure, as you may recall, was planned to be initially installed up front. That's basically your spine um, of all the infrastructure. It was a significant um, investment that was planned um, for that infrastructure. However, as you're aware, the recession hit, um, and a lot's changed since then. And as E.J. mentioned to you earlier, you know we're looking and retooling uh, quite a few of the specific plans and looking at ways to make them more financially feasible in today's marketplace. So you'll see with the proposed amendments a lot of those are geared toward really making this project finan- financially feasible to construct and also over a longer term to maintain um, with the fees and, and programs that are in place. A couple actions have occurred um, on this specific plan um, previously. Back in February um, there was an approval to allow for phasing of the core infrastructure, so originally it was all supposed to be installed up front, but the economy changed, and with that, kind of how you develop changed too with this project, so that now we allow for phasing of the infrastructure improvements. So, for instance, as each property comes forward, they'll be phasing those improvements in more of a linear path, kind of typical subdivision development where you just kind of proceed along the path and put those major improvements in. Back in uh, September 2012, I consider these more technical amendments that were approved. They looked at um, reducing the requirement from 100 percent to 75 percent of the participating property owners to do uh, amendments um, to the plan, as well as changed or more so implemented The land equalization program in the original development agreement back in 2007, it was more of an action item to come back of how that program would be implemented. As you see, there's a significant amount of open space, parks, you name it, that's to be dedicated, and it's more to equalize amongst the developers, um, so one's not overburdened and and another one's underburdened. But those were the key actions that have occurred um, that amended the development agreements previously. Switch forward. Basically, what we're here today, and I'll go. It's a it's a lengthy list, but we'll go through it rather quickly. Um, is the proposed changes to the specific plan? One of the major ones is looking at the park acreage. As I mentioned previously, the original plan um, provided for 210 acres of active parkland. With this proposal, um, it's proposed to be reduced down to five acres per thousand residents. That equates to about 159 acres of active parkland. And how they accomplished that was eliminating what we call mini-parks and consolidating those with the neighborhood parks and, and, but keeping the community parks. They also looked at opportunities to consolidate facilities to minimize those long-term operation costs. Um, originally, there were standalone facilities for the youth rec centers, et cetera, and those are now all combined into one facility that would be located in the West Community Park. Um, we're also looking for opportunities with joint use facilities with the school district. Um, the, the developer will provide in these amendments 139 acres of active parkland, and we're looking for credit um, of 18 to 20 acres and in an in lieu fee that we can then use with the school district as they're bringing their facilities online to help partner in those joint use and help minimize on both sides, um, kind of doing things more efficiently. We have received from the developer a letter from Center School District indicating their exuberant support of proceeding forward with these joint-use um, concepts, as well as from staff and the developer. It's a good thing to do, and we're all supportive um, of that. The underlying um, areas, and it's easier to illustrate up here. So where, the, if, where there was a, a mini-park proposed You can see now it's eliminated, but the underlying and surrounding land use, and that one, the the light yellow is low-density residential, they're proposing to rezone back to those underlying uses. And I will keep reiterating, they're not proposing any increases in residential units at all. We're keeping the same capacity. So essentially, it disperses those units across the greater land area and lowers a little bit the overall density. Um, the applicant proposes to uh, create a park and rec- an independent park. Excuse me, an independent park and recreation district. The county is not necessarily the. And I will look toward Andy to correct me. Uh, we don't provide active park uh, programs and things like that. So the independent park uh, district that they're hoping to create would absorb those rec programs um, and operation and maintenance of those park facilities ultimately. In terms of the trails. Um, Flip back to my notes there 's some um, elimination of what I would call more redundancies there 's actually a, quite a robust trail program um, which includes bike paths uh, multi purpose trails that is proposed. The applicant looked at ways to eliminate redundancies and be more efficient in that trail program, um, but they did seek opportunities to expand you 'll notice on i 'm going to flip to another map appears the original uh, proposal, and down here is the revised and you can see in these areas where there's gaps that the applicant worked hard um, in concert with staff of finding ways to, to um, fill those multi-purpose trail gaps that created a much better circulation and staff is um, very supportive of that. They've also found ways, I believe right here, to interject some north-south connectors um, in terms of the trails into the program as well. And staff was supportive of the changes um, it still creates a, a very robust, you know, trail and circulation program within the plan area, but does provide for some efficiencies and ultimately savings and costs, particularly with the elimination of the Paseos and um, et cetera. In, from a transportation point of view, um, they're proposing to reduce the landscape median on baseline and Watt Avenue from what was originally approved at 20 feet down to 14 feet. And as mentioned before, we do have the Sierra Vista plan that's um, kind of northeast, um, that's in the city of Roseville, and that matches up uh, with what is proposed in that plan as well, so it'll be consistent across. In addition, they're proposing to eliminate the pedestrian overcrossing bridge at baseline road that was not required in Sierra Vista. Um, and so they're proposing to eliminate that, in the environmental document we've looked at traffic and making sure that that works correctly and staff is supportive of that elimination as well. Go down here. There is one land use, uh, largely land use change, and it's up in here. There was a five-acre parcel that was rec, recreation parcel that's now uh, proposed for rezone to um, high-density residential. Again, not proposing to increase any units, so the units up here in that brown, um, you'll spread those units across the greater area. Um, But that is one of the rezones up in the town center that they're proposing with this application. So in terms of the park acreage, just to summarize a little bit, they're proposing to reduce it from 210 210 acres down to 159 acres, keeping in mind there is an in lieu fee component to support joint-use facilities. Open space is slightly reduced, although it's still quite robust, from 709 acres down to 692.8 acres. Um, The trail program and stuff have slight reductions as well. Um, We're looking at 43.6 acres, excuse me, 43.6 miles down to 35.1 miles. So there are some slight reductions when we eliminate those redundancies. However, in terms of the multi-purpose trail, that was the one that went around the plan area, that's about 7.2 miles. And they did um, work with everybody and found a way to enhance that trail connection that we were happy with. Okay. Kind of the next is where do we go from here? I think the purpose of today was to outline uh, those changes that are proposed. Included in your package was the project description. The project description also goes into detail about the financing side. On December 10th, we had a policy meeting at our board of direct, our board of supervisors, excuse me, where they sought some policy direction on public facilities, um, looking at efficiencies and how we reprogram those facilities in terms of the new economy that's out there and working with the developers. So a lot of those financial details are related to that side. Um, Overall, the proposed amendments look at really creating, you know, a more financially feasible project, both from a construction and developer point of view, but also from a long-term maintenance, um, looking at eliminating some long-term costs and ongoing costs and providing for a more sustainable project. Um, you know, it's al- always important to remember no increase in units, no increase in the square footage of the commercial retail. Those will all remain the same. The school site locations remain the same. The berm around the SPA is still continuing onward, as well as the Locust Road Circulation Study, which was important during the original um, approval, all remains the same. There's no proposed changes with that. We have been to the West Placer MAC a couple of times and reviewed these proposed changes. Um, Very little comment that we have received. We'll be going back to them um, on November 12th, the day before the Planning Commission meeting, seeking their Um, recommendation for approval of these proposed changes, as well as coming back here on November 13th to the Planning Commission. As I stated earlier, ultimately arriving at the board on December 9th. We do have a lot of work ahead of us. We are finishing up all the uh, specific plan amendment documents, revising the development agreement, and really working together um, with the development group and um, proceeding at a quick pace to try and get all that done. Um, With that, we have a quite a contingency of staff as well as representatives from the developer here. If any questions, we're happy to answer them, Um, but we will be back on November 13th.
1: Okay. Well, good. Uh, One question I had, uh, and maybe just a clarification. Uh, I thought I heard you say that some of the park sites that were not going to be improved were going to be left as open space. Is that what I understood.
5: No, in terms of the so when they proposed to eliminate those mini parks, um, that that park will go away and you'll just have the underlying land use, which typically was low density residential. On the open space areas, there were some slight reductions in that. Um, it went from 709 acres to about, down to about roughly 693 on average. So there was a little bit reduction there. Okay, if that makes sense.
1: Anyone else have questions, Michelle? Okay, good job. Oh, thank you. Okay, what we'll do then is we'll open it up to public comment at this time. And any... uh, I'm sorry, you're right. The the applicant, would they care to comment first? So we...
0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, Tim Terran, I'm here today on behalf of the Placer Vineyard Owners Group. Kent McDiarmid is uh, the project manager for that group. He's here. Uh, available to answer questions as well, and uh, Mike Smith, who's our lead engineer planner from McCann Somps, is also here. We have two owner reps, Julie Hanson who represents the AKT properties and um, Ellen Hirsch who represents the LDK properties are also here, uh, obviously very interested in this whole discussion. Uh, this obviously is a, a project which has evolved over time and we've been at it a long time but as you can tell we're, we're adamant that we're going to see it through. We're very excited about where we are now and where this is going, and we very much appreciate your consideration of these uh, tweaks, this fine-tuning that we're doing now, most of which, as uh, Michelle noted, came as a result of uh, lessons that we learned through the recession um, that we had just to be more efficient. We did not want to sacrifice quality, but we needed to leave no stone unturned to make sure that what we were doing was going to be feasible and sustainable, and we think we're rapidly approaching that uh, that goal now. Um, Michelle gave you a very uh, great uh, summary of the changes that are being proposed. We want to take this opportunity to, staff, uh, to thank staff and particularly Michelle uh, for the great work that they've been doing with us, the patience that they've exhibited with us, uh, and the tenacity that they've shown as well to get us uh, where we need to be. Um, I just have a couple of filling comments just for clarification purposes. Um, One of which is Michelle mentioned that multi-purpose trail uh, that rings the property. Um, When she says multi-purpose, I want to make sure that you know that includes equestrian uses. Uh, That was important to the uh, uh, SPA residents to the west because a lot of them have horses. And that trail now goes uninterrupted all the way to Gibson Ranch, uh, which is in Sacramento County but adjacent to the project so that um, they can access those facilities there as well as enjoy the trail. The other thing I wanted to point out, I um, can't get the map back, Michelle, I don't know how to do that. Thank you. One more? One more. There you go. So um, there originally was a rec- recreation center planned here. Michelle mentioned that that recreation center was going to be consolidated with some other public use facilities. I'm not sure I heard, maybe she did say, but just to emphasize, that's going to be moved over to this West Park area here. That's where that's going to be located. We think that's really going to be a great facility, by the way. So that's all I have. We're happy to answer any other questions you may have, and we look forward to seeing you again on November 13th.
1: Any questions? Seeing none, thank thank you. you. Go ahead. Yes,
0: Commissioner Johnson.
2: I think you just answered one question. Okay. uh, Because... I was a little confused on the Recreation Center at Town Center and it was going to be high-density, but the uh, yeah, other thing you just answered it's moving over. To it's
0: the, moving over, yes, and the, and the area that was where it was located is being rezoned to high-density consistent with the adjacent uses.
2: Okay, and this question, I guess, is, you know, I was reading in the report where there's uh, a lot of the public facilities, are. you're going to... The developers are going to put money in for the county to, I guess, build those public facilities?
0: Well, that's a combination of things. We're going to be building a lot of facilities, but yes, we're going to be paying fees and other financing mechanisms that will be documented in the development agreement, which you'll see okay. on November 13th, and and then the county will be building some facilities as well. That's correct.
2: Okay, so I guess when we see the development agreement, then we'll know which is which. And, um, yeah, you'll,
0: you'll have much more uh, detail on that. Okay.
2: I'll I'll have my answer
0: okay sure we'll we'll come prepared to answer that question okay okay thank you
1: okay there's no other questions thank you thank you any any others of your group that want to speak or is that you concluded I guess okay is there anyone in the public then that would care to come forward and comment at this point please come to the microphone holy cow Sure? Okay. Well, you must have done a great job, Michelle. I guess I have a question for you, and that is, uh, is, is are all these changes that we're hearing that are coming forward, does is, is the county or staff pretty much support those?
5: I would say yes. We've all worked quite diligently, and, and I think Tim mentioned the word tenacity. I think tenacity on both sides. Um, to come and, and, and get where we are today we've all made compromises, but we're <laughs> supportive of the trail plan the, um, we're working through the financing plan and the proposed changes.
1: okay, any other questions to Michelle
5: And to tag on to Tim's comment to, to make sure it's clear the developer would be responsible of constructing all those neighborhood parks trails so they are taking on quite a bit of um, that system as well.
1: It sounds like the uh, development agreement is going to be a piece of work. <laughs> 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 a lot of, a lot of uh, issues resolved. Uh, so that's going to be. I'm not sure what our role will play. Will we review the development agreement as well or not?
4: Yes, under our ordinance, uh, the planning commission reviews the development agreement and makes a recommendation to the board.
1: Okay.
2: Well, yeah, maybe I have one n- question. Okay, Richard. Yeah, on the uh, parks, uh, you're saying the county doesn't have parks?
5: We have parks. We typically, and Andy Fisher's here from the park department to um, answer any specific questions. We certainly have parks. We typically don't have more of an active rec program. Um, If Andy wants to. Yeah, that would be uh, good. Maybe if Andy
2: could give us a little bit of. a view of the park system that's being developed
4: Sure, good morning, good morning, Andy Fisher with the county Facility Services parks Division. It's a joy to be in front of you again. it's been quite a while. Um, they're right. It has been a, a tenacious year that we've worked on this, and I do agree that we've made great progress and we're in I think substantial agreement with where we're going right now, I'm down to working out the smaller issues uh, a month ago I'd have given you a different answer to that, but I think we've made some really good headway on, on where we're going now, and uh, so we're really pleased. Uh, To get to the the question at hand, what the county has not done and what has not been part of our uh, charter is running rec programs, so, uh, you know, hiring the folks that run the yoga programs and the swim teams and the things like that, that's what the county has not done before. Uh, There is a general plan amendment uh, that goes back years that said uh, the county would not do that unless we entered into a specific agreement that contained those programs, which this would, this does. Uh, So it is. uh, it could be part of our charter, but the proposal before us is to form an independent district that would maintain open space, parks, trails, and run those rec programs that would come along quite a ways into the future. I think by the time the the facilities were there to run the rec programs, it would be about halfway into the development, about the 6,000th unit or more. Uh, So it is somewhat into the future, but right now we're really information gathering. We haven't done... uh, we haven't gone through the LaFco process to to uh, form a district, so we're really trying to get educated on what that looks like, what the best form would be like, if that's the best way to go, and the timing. Uh, so those are all <clears throat> those are all questions that we're working very hard on right now. and what that district form, formation would look like.
1: Will they be CSAs? Is that the kind of? Well,
4: there's a, there's a funding district would be either a CFA, a, C, a CSA. Uh, county Service Area Zona Benefit or a CFD. Those are the two proposals. Those would be the funding districts. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about here is a governance district. So it would be a uh, a district with its own board that would govern uh, the maintenance and, and recreational programming at Placer Vineyards.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for your comments. Yeah,
2: thank
1: you. Any, any other questions by the Commissioner? It looks like we have uh, done our best here today to get everything out and it seems like a pretty good project at this point, uh, reshaping at this juncture. Thank you for your comments and I believe that concludes our uh, exercise here today and uh, I want to thank you all for coming and participating and looks like you've been working hard, been good. You were giving each a star on your forehead for doing a good job. It's got to be a Herculean project to try to get your arms around, I don't envy you. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you soon. Okay, 13th. 13th I guess, yeah. Okay, we're adjourned.